You're listening to The Ultimate Creative, a podcast for content creators. I'm your host, Emily Milling. I am a multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate entrepreneur, comedian, podcaster, musician, filmmaker, you name it. If it's creative and it has something to do with business, I'm probably in on it. If you're looking for a way to earn money through your creative passions, or if you need help finding your creative side, you are in the right place. Alrighty, welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Creative Podcast. I am your host, Emily Milling, and today I have with me an expert in Pinterest, in all of the things on the internet, it seems like, because she's just got so many cool things happening all the flippin' time. I love following her on Instagram, on Pinterest, on all of the places, and her podcast. It's Tara Reed. Welcome! Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm definitely a multi-passionate. <laughs> it's so cool, and you've got a another element to your business about intro- the introverted entrepreneur and the introvert entrepreneur coach. And it's all so cool. I learned about you on Julie Greenham's podcast. And I would just love for you to tell us all about your business, the different ways you help entrepreneurs. And how did you get started in working with Pinterest? It's kind of a long story. I first started as a online business owner in 2007. I had a handmade jewelry business, which through that and growing that to a successful six-figure brand, I found that a lot of people were coming to me for help. So I started slowly moving over into more service-based work, kind of lost my love for the product-based business. So (laughs) I went full-time with services and helping other entrepreneurs in 2015. And right now, I I say that I they're all under the same umbrella, but I kind of have separated things. So I have three businesses. I have my main marketing and coaching business for service providers. And then I have Introvertpreneur, where I have the Introvertpreneur podcast, Introvertpreneur membership and resources for helping introverts like myself learn how to market their business online and easier ways that aren't as stressful. And then I also have Entrepreneur Templates, which is a Canva templates graphic design membership for entrepreneurs as well. Three different things. Oh my gosh. I need to I need to see what your schedule looks like because that sounds like a heck of a lot of work. How do you do it all? I am big on productivity and time <laughs> management. I found that I really had to be. I've been burnout twice in business as an entrepreneur, once with the jewelry business. And then once when I was doing services full time, I got to the point where I was just totally burnout and stressed out taking on way too much. So now I definitely focus a lot on systems, automations, and really blocking out my calendar. Like I try now not to even work on Friday. So really, I, mm. I do everything with a four day work week or I try to. Oh my gosh, I love that. I try to do the same thing too. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I mean, the fact that, okay, so you recently wrapped up a summit and you are planning yet another summit in the fall. We're going to talk about that a little later. Like you just do so many cool, amazing things. I can't wait to dig into all of them. But let's talk about Pinterest. How did you get started with that? How did that sort of become a big part of what you offer? Well, once people started asking me for advice with their business, it was really they wanted advice with SEO, search engine optimization, because that's really what I was known for and really good at at the time. But then I'm also very creative and I love, like I went to college for website design and graphic design. So I really loved being creative in that side of it. Whereas 
the SEO work wasn't really creative. It was more analytical and spreadsheets and research. So I found that I was started to get burnt out with that. And that's when I really found and really dived into Pinterest because it allows me to combine those two things. Pinterest is all about the design, but it's also about the optimization and using the right keywords, which is why it was just like a perfect fit for me and, and my skills and what I really love to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I went to one of your, I guess it was a master class several months ago, maybe in the winter or something. And you you gave us this really clear, easy to follow path for like how to set up Pinterest and optimize it. And then you also had a course, which is super cool. So, okay, let's think about podcasters now for a second, because I have suggested Pinterest to a number of podcasters and they're always surprised. They're like, what do you, well, how would I use Pinterest to promote my podcast? So why do you think podcasters should be considering Pinterest to promote their podcasts and maybe some of the ways they could do it? Yeah. So Pinterest is like a, the best platform for podcasters. I feel like people are on Pinterest because they want information. They want to get knowledge and so many people aren't using it that it's a really untapped resource, especially for podcasters, because you're putting out fresh content like every week or every other week. However, often you're releasing new episodes. You have so much fresh content to work with on Pinterest because that's what they love right now. They're all about fresh content, which is fresh URLs, but also fresh images. So if hmm. each podcast episode you release, you can create five different pin designs for that one episode. And each one of those is going to be considered a fresh piece of content in Pinterest size. And it's a really great way to tap into new audiences and grow your podcast audience. I really like to, I think you mentioned this back in that masterclass, there's like a much longer, a longer longevity. There's a much longer longevity. Great. Words are happening in my mouth right now (laughs) for the, the pins versus like putting it up on other social media, because I feel like a lot of times it's like you put something on Instagram and it just gets lost in this black void of nothingness and no one ever sees it again. So is that something that you like to recommend for people to consider how like how long does a pin really last for like how much can you really get out of it so one of the things i like to say about pinterest is that it's a long-term strategy but that also means that you're going to have long-term results so even though it takes a while to build up your account and start seeing consistent growth the results last way longer so Mm My most popular pin that's still generating the most traffic to one of my blog posts is one that I pinned about a year and a half ago, and it's still driving hundreds of people every month to this blog post. When you think about Pinterest and the time it takes to actually grow your account so that you are getting those consistent results, it's well worth it in the long run just because a pin can last forever. I mean, as long as it's optimized, you're using the right keywords and it's getting found. Pinterest is like Pinterest is a search engine. So it's mm-hmm. going to continue to push content that is doing really well. And that's where you can see the benefits for a very long time versus, you know, social media post where it's like, I think four hours is, is the lifespan. And then four hours. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Oh, my God. OK, so I have to get back on Pinterest. I keep getting sucked into the Instagram like rabbit hole, I guess, because everyone's like, oh, you must be on there. But mm-hmm. ugh, every time I read your emails or I see you and talk to you, I'm like, I got to get back into Pinterest. And 
the thing is, I feel like I don't have enough hours in the day, but you have some awesome graphic packs to promote podcasts on your website. So maybe tell us a little bit about those. For for those of us, me, myself, and I, who are feeling like, okay, like five pins, that sounds great, but how am I supposed to create five pins for a thing if I don't even have enough time in my day to create a snack? <laughs> yeah, templates are essential, which is another productivity hack that I definitely use for any piece of content I put out there is using the same templates over and over again. It'll be considered a new image as long as you change the text. Like if there's a photo in the pin design, just swap the photo out with a different image of you or a different stock photo. And that's considered a fresh pin. So I do have, I created one specifically for podcasters. That's the podcast marketing template bundle. So it's a huge set of Canva templates for Instagram, Instagram stories, Facebook, and Pinterest, because I think it's essential to put your content out into the most channels as possible, but really you don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Pinterest, especially if you use something like Tailwind, you can schedule your content once every couple weeks and then it just runs in the background. So it's not like a daily thing, like how Instagram is, which you have to show up and you have to engage. Pinterest is more organic because it's a search engine, which is fantastic. I usually batch do pin designs. I batch do scheduling. So really, it doesn't take up a lot of my time. It's way more sustainable that way. And heck, as an introvert, it's like must protect <laughs> all energy. Nobody talk to me ever, but except for right now when we're recording a podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I have another question then about maybe the templates themselves that you have, or I don't know if you include this, but do you have like, are there video templates in there or can you convert it into a video template and do video, do video pins work better than just a static image? They definitely can. I do recommend like testing out the different formats that Pinterest has. There's video pins. There's now, um, it used to be called story pins, but now they've changed it to idea pins, basically like Instagram. Instagram stories where you can do video or slides. I think all of those methods combined are a really great way to build your audience. I do caution about just doing video content because video pins and even story pins, you can't have a link to your content. Mm. So really it's just about growing brand awareness and getting people to your profile, which then they can click on your link. But if it's a static image, they can click right from the pin to your blog post or podcast episode show notes. This explains why every time I try to click on a video pin for a recipe, nothing happens. And I just get a blast of aggressive sound in my ears from the <laughs> video pin. I really didn't need that super loud rock music from Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like so blown away by that. But okay, so that's great. So thinking about other things podcasters can do for Pinterest, what would you say are the top three things they can they should be considering when they're creating pins to promote their podcast? So I think when it comes to specifically pins, I feel like you you can't be afraid on Pinterest to go outside of your branding a little bit. I feel like a lot of people think of Pinterest as like Instagram, where you want a certain look to your feed and you want it to be cohesive and on brand. Whereas Pinterest, it's really by the pin itself. So it's not an like nobody really looks at your profile. It's all by pin. So it's I, I would like to do a lot of testing, especially with colors, just to see like if there's a 
type of color combination or there's a type of pin that really works well, then reuse that kind of style in future pins. And I think Hmm. one other thing that's really important for people when you're designing pins is to make sure your text is readable, not just for people looking at it, but also for the algorithm itself, because they're able to actually scan the text on the graphic Hmm. and use that for optimization as well. So if you're using a lot of fancy script fonts, they're not going to be able to read it and understand what the pin's about as well. What do you think about Comic Sans, though? I'm joking. Um, That was a joke. (laughs) I hate Comic Sans so much. (laughs) My mom's always making fun of me because I'm like, look, there's Comic Sans everywhere and Papyrus. (laughs) But I think, you know, they should just remove those fonts entirely from planet Earth. They're so I agree. Like, why are they still around? (laughs) Honestly. What else do you think? So, like, if we were going to say, like, the top three things. So make sure that you have, like, readable fonts that aren't Comic Sans or Papyrus. And then play with your colors because it doesn't have to be the same kind of branding. I think the main thing is just don't be afraid to try different things Mm. and try the different types of pins that you can put out. Static pins, you can do animated pins for video pins, you can do story, I still call them story pins, idea (laughs) pins. So just test things out and see what's going to work best for your audience because it might be different. Pinterest has such Mm -hmm. a huge audience base that, I mean, I've worked with clients that have pretty similar accounts and industries and content. And what works for one is completely different than what works for the other one, Mm -hmm. which is really odd because they're so similar in every other way. So that's why I really love testing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You always have to test stuff. And that's the part where I just kind of like zone out because I get I I get so impatient. Like, I don't want to test things, but perhaps me and everybody else should hire you to do the testing because you do this for people, which is super awesome. Okay, I have one more question about pins specifically. So let's say someone has a video podcast. Should they use video clips like how we do um, audiograms on Instagram? And like, like I, for example, will use a clip from the video to promote it on Instagram. Do you think that would do well on Pinterest or would a static pin probably work better for a podcast? Um, I would say probably both <laughs> just because this I, experimenting I, thing again, yes. dang it. I just want the answer <laughs> because I, I feel like the static pin would probably, it would get you more results. Like it would get people actually clicking through and taking action. Mm. Whereas the video pin would probably get more impressions. It's just, because there's no link, the amount of people that would actually take action after watching it, I'm not sure about, but it would mm-hmm. probably get you in front of more people. So I would tr- probably try to do both. Like anything you create for Instagram for your podcast, repurpose it onto Pinterest. It really, if you're repurposing from other channels, it really doesn't take that much extra effort on your part. So I definitely recommend that. <laughs> Absolutely. And everybody listening, make sure you get all of Tara's templates so that you can just make your life a zillion times easier. And there will be many links to all of these things in the show notes. Okay, so let's switch gears here a little bit because I want to talk about your upcoming summit. You had one previously. It was super awesome. So the upcoming one, who is it for? What is it all about? And how can people get involved when tickets go on sale? Yeah, so our upcoming summit is October 4th to the 8th. And it's called the Freelance Revenue Boost Summit. So it's for service providers, virtual assistants, social media managers, coaches, anyone who works with clients and is really getting to the point where they're overwhelmed with client work. Maybe they're getting booked out 
and they want to learn ways that they can scale their business, create additional revenue streams, and really focus on business growth as a whole versus just sticking to services. So anyone who wants to expand their business, this is going to be an awesome summit for that. Amazing. Do you have any speakers lined up or are you still kind of in the works for that? We're still kind of in the works. We're going to be going through applications this week and next week and get all the speakers finalized. But everyone can sign up for the waitlist on the website freelancerevenueboost.com. There is a waitlist form there for you to be notified as soon as it opens and is ready for registration. Amazing. And because you have all of your T's crossed and your I's dotted, of course it's there. It's ready for people (laughs) to sign up on. That's so cool. I love that about like everything that you put out. It's always so like you've thought of everything and it's just you set such a great example for entrepreneurs, especially on online entrepreneurs. Like I just I just thought I'd throw that out there. You do a really good job at your job. Just (laughs) FYI. So, okay, if there are any podcasters listening that would love to work with you, what would you say is the best way for them to get in touch? Uh, What are some of the services that you offer? And then anything else that you want to plug? Probably the best way to get in touch with me is either my website contact form, which is theterareed.com, or on Instagram at introvertcoach. So I do offer business coaching, marketing coaching. I'm definitely not a hands-off coach. Like I will dive in and help you design a sales page and do things for you. I'm not just a directive coach. And I also offer a VIP creativity day service. So that can include Pinterest design work, website design work, really anything that I do because I am multi-passionate and I love doing multiple things. So a VIP creativity day allows me to tailor a day specifically to whatever my client needs. That's amazing. I really love that because yeah, you know, I get that feeling sometimes where I'm like, well, I'm a little bored of this service I'm offering. Perhaps I'll plug this other one. And it seems like you figured that out pretty to infinity plus degrees. That makes zero sense, but it's you've got your stuff figured out. I love it. That's super cool. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that you think people should check out? For anyone that wants to dive into Pinterest, I do also have a Pinterest SEO guide. So if that's a piece that you're struggling with, it's going to help you get your account optimized, figure out how to create optimized boards and how to write optimized pin descriptions. And you can grab that for free on my website. That's amazing. I will put all the show notes links in there. The show notes links, (laughs) the links in the show notes. That's so great. Well, thank you so much again for being on the Ultimate Creative Podcast today. I really, really appreciate your time and all of your expertise. And truly, for anyone listening, please go check out Tara's stuff and follow her on all the places because she's really, really great at what she does and a great example, like I said. So thank you again, Tara, so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Woo! Thanks for listening to The Ultimate Creative. If you heard something today that helped you get one step closer to building your super awesome dreams, I would love it if you shared a rating and written review on Apple Podcasts. That helps more people just like you that want to break into their passions and build a life they love with creativity and entrepreneurship. And if you know someone that needs a boost of inspiration and this episode will help, please share it and spread the love. I truly believe that the more we encourage each other to take steps towards building our dreams, the better our lives will be and the happier we will become. Pretty awesome. 
to learn more about how I can help you build your dreams through podcasting, video production, or content coaching, head over to theultimatecreative.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore ultimate creative and let's chat.